Hey, magic makers, Kelsey Foremost here, your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. And today I am pumped because I get to let my nerdy copywriter flag fly. I am speaking with a fellow copywriter named Brittany Herzberg. And this conversation, golly, we really shared a lot of insight about what entrepreneurs and business professionals and service providers need to do before hiring a copywriter. Because you hire a copywriter to come in and optimize the words that are out there representing you and your business, right? Your copywriter is supposed to help you make it more likely for people to land on your website and sign up for your email list, um, book a consultation, buy a product, book a service, whatever it is, the copywriter's job is to make sure that your ideal client or customer is saying yes to you quickly. And Brittany is really unique because she is a website copywriter and an email copywriter for holistic health professionals. So she actually started as a massage therapist and in her work as a massage therapist, she just happened to be in this world where she was interacting with a lot of other holistic health professionals, like sports medicine, um, practitioners, chiropractors, pediatric dentists, a bunch of other healthcare pros, how to stop hiding behind these degrees that really mean nothing to the general public um, and instead really focus, start to focus on who they are as people and find ways like entry points for human connection. And that, that once they, once these health professionals were finding those ways of connecting in an emotional, a human being kind of way, their businesses were taking off. And so that's how Brittany found her way to copywriting and to that specific niche of copywriting. So for 15 years, she watched as clients would search for health professionals and then end up choosing the person that they connected with the most, not the person with the fanciest degrees. So Brittany really believes, and as do I, that the first step to building a business full of your dream clients is to, first of all, dive deep to discover your personality, then own your personality, and then enlist the help of your website copy, your emails, how you communicate with people in order to make long lasting, lucrative connections with people who aren't just going to be clients, but friends and fans for life. Uh, Brittany is also a fellow Ted Lasso lover. She writes, she is a frequent giggler. She prefers her maple oat milk lattes iced, no matter what the weather is, which it's funny because I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. And this actually comes up in the conversation. Talking about food is an instant way to connect with somebody. <laughs> She's an iced latte person. I am a hot latte person and I'm firmly in that camp. Come at me. Tell me in the DMs, are you hot or iced? And she also says that she wears her curly hair in exactly 3.5 styles each day, which is hilarious. We talk about how really business 
comes back to connection. Fostering connection with people is truly the most important thing that you can do. And in this conversation, we actually ask some very pointed and specific questions and give some very specific tips on how you can start asking yourself the questions that matter to really start owning how you want to show up in the world. Because we can say that as much as we want. We can say, oh, you need to make sure that you're connecting with people on a emotional level. Right. But how do you get there? What does that even mean? What questions should you be asking yourself? What can you put in your copy to foster that sense of connection? So we're going to answer all of those questions and more in this awesome conversation with my friend, copywriter, Brittany Herzberg. Brittany, I would love if you spoke a little bit about, you know, you're a copywriter, just like me. Yay. (laughs) Um, And we've bonded about that a lot, just on Instagram, like going back and forth, looking at each other's stories and lives and supporting each other's businesses. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about how you found your way to the niche of copywriting that you're in, because something that I think a lot of people aren't entirely aware of, like a copywriter is not a, like every copywriter is not created equal. They can specialize in different things. So tell me a little bit about how you found your way to your specific niche. Totally. So I actually found my way to massage therapy first. And then I found my way to copywriting. So for me, it was kind of like reverse engineering that, Mm. which made perfect sense because I had a lot of my healthcare provider friends kind of, you know, tap me on the shoulder and ask me to write bios or write email welcome sequences or whatever the project was because I was quote unquote, like in the know already. And I had access to the language that they wanted to use anyway. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it just made sense for me to then copyright for healthcare providers. I love that. Something I want to talk about is, you know, a lot of people who come to copywriters are like, you can be from any industry copywriting. I mean, we know I'm an evangelist for copywriting, but it truly (laughs) does make a huge difference for every single type of business. And something I love that you said is people book with healthcare professionals. They feel a personal connection with. Totally. And that's something that I feel like is missing so often from verticals or businesses or types of businesses that feel more, no pun intended, clinical. Yeah, no. And it's true because providers so often we love, we get the degrees and then we're like, I got the thing. Did you see the thing? I got the thing. And then we (laughs) forget about who we are and, you know, for me thinking of it from my own perspective, as well as watching these clients go through the process of figuring out what acupuncturist do I go to? Okay, Brittany, you said go to a chiropractor. Who do I go see? Mm. So in my head, I immediately start thinking, well, this person talks about this and this provider talks about this. I bet they would hit it off because of that TV show or whatever random thing. Yeah. Like matchmaking. It is. And I've actually kind of perfected that. My boyfriend jokes, like he's like, 
you match make for everything except for couples. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not touching the couple thing, but you know, I'll match <laughs> we know make our zone of genius. And I'm sure that there are copywriters who probably specialize. Actually, I know this. I can think of one off the top of my head <laughs> who specialize in dating app bios. Like, yeah, all copywriting is, is figuring out how to apply certain psychological magic tricks to the way that you communicate to make your desired target make a certain decision, like take yeah. a certain action, right? So whether that is date somebody <laughs> or book a massage or go to a chiropractor or get on mm-hmm. an email list for XYZ thing, like copywriting is the thread that puts all of that together. It's uh, mm-hmm. you just have to find the right fit, just like with dating. <laughs> That's <really> funny. Um, <laughs> everything is like dating. <laughs> everything is like dating. That's very profound, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> it's me a whopping 30 years to figure that out. <laughs> Say more. I think we should expand on that. I think this is like a hilarious thing to expand on. Why is everything like yeah. dating? Well, I mean, it, it is because you have to make sure it works for you and the other person is making sure it works for them. And, you know, whether it's job hunting, whether it's finding a provider, whether it's finding a copywriter you like, it really is like dating. And I think I think that is what it is. It's like, does this work for me? And then the other person is like, does this work for me? And hopefully it does. And then you can write off into the sunset. And you can write off into the sunset. And oh my God, that's so true. That, you know yeah. what? what? This makes me think of, so I am in the process of moving to Santa Barbara right now. And I was looking for where I, I'm a yoga person. I've always been mm-hmm. a yoga person. It's like a mental health thing for me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I've got to find my studio, Right. And I totally did that. I went on the interwebs and I looked at a bunch of different studios and some were way more like workouty. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) And there were some that were like real hippy dippy and like burned all of the incense and wore all the natural deodorant. And I also was like, absolutely not. I had to find that like chic millennial like yoga studio that had some sheepskin rugs and like a cute color scheme and I was like yay this one like this feels like me it's so true like the the power of embracing and owning your personality and your personal brand Mm -hmm. is what attracts more people to you Do you like making money on autopilot? Thought so. That's why I am tickled pink to share one of our sponsors for Find Your Magic is my personal favorite platform, Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I, Kajabi. They are the number one most trusted knowledge commerce platform, and they have the most ways to directly monetize your content. So that means you can build and launch courses. You can have coaching programs, host your podcast. This podcast is coming to you from Kajabi right now. You can have memberships. There's so many ways to monetize content with Kajabi. And the reason I love them above other platforms is they make it so freaking 
easy. If you are technology averse like me, you are going to love how easy it is to just seamlessly create products and create marketing funnels all directly on one platform. You don't need to be connecting a million different things and tearing your hair out, trying to figure out why the cart isn't going to the email, isn't going to the analytics. Like it's just done. It's just all in Kajabi. It has seriously saved me so much time and so much money in my business. Can't recommend it highly enough. So pumped to be able to call them a sponsor. So go to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi for a free 30-day trial of Kajabi's platform. That's kelseyformost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. Kajabi's awesome. Would you say that um, a lot of your clients are afraid of alienating people? So much. Oh my gosh. And I've even been going through um, ICA or ideal client avatar calls Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. you know, I like doing this pretty consistently. It's not just like a set it and forget it kind of thing. So I've been doing my recent round of these research calls. And one of the things that they have been saying is just that, which I already like it flew out of my mind. Oh, that, you know, they don't want to alienate people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crippling to people. They're like, but I can help everyone. And it's like, you kind of can, but there's going to be a specific group of people that you're going to be able to help the best and that they're going to want exactly what you have to provide. And they're going to love you too, which is kind of important. I love that. So can you say a little bit more about some of the ways that you help your clients, first of all, identify who that ideal customer is like questions, Mm -hmm. maybe that you ask them in that intake. That's really fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had the thing pulled up now, but just <laughs> reflecting on it, let me, let me go into my brain cells and find that, yeah. you know, it's a lot of who do they enjoy working with? I like to ask them, like, tell me who your favorite client is mm, that's and so don't good. pretend that you don't have one because we all have <laughs> <laughs> and the flip side of it, right? Like, yeah. Who do you, who, who gets you your hackles out of your up? practice? That's right. Yes. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. Who gets yeah. your hackles off? <laughs> yeah, no, it's that whole um, attract and repel idea, right? Yeah, that's such and a good so question. People are so scared to do that because they don't want to rock the boat. But it's like, if you don't, okay, let's let's explore that. If you don't rock the boat, if you are just wanting to help everyone, what happens? You end up having those people, those clients that get your hackles up that you don't enjoy, that you see their name coming up on the calendar, and you're like, Ugh, I don't want to work on them. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think every freelancer and every like solopreneur knows that feeling so deeply. <laughs> that is right. Like, and I'm sure we all just had a, a name. Float we to the top sure of our did. Oh, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> every single one of us just got deeply triggered. Okay. So I love that. So identifying your ideal customer. First question you ask them, who do you love working with close yeah. behind? Who would you really love to not work with again, or what types of people, Mm -hmm. what, what other kinds of questions might you ask? I love asking what they love talking about, what they love sharing about, because for me, and one of the things that's coming up in these ICA calls frequently is that we all love learning. So it's like, okay, you love learning. And then for me, at least I love teaching. I love sharing about that thing. So what is it that you just can't shut up about? What is it that you just like have to tell somebody about? And it might rotate, but like, what's the flavor right now? Like what's happening this month? So yeah, you know, what do you like sharing about? Completely. And by the by, that can be something totally not work-related. Mm-hmm. 
And that can make somebody identify with you sometimes more quickly. Yeah. A lot of times more quickly, I would yeah. say. Common ground, common yeah. ground. And if you're half the notes I had in here about you were like, we both love Ted Lasso. That's right. (laughs) All these things that we have in common. I believe and believe. Oh my God. (laughs) We'll freaking love Ted Lasso. It's amazing. Uh, Oh my gosh. I uh, went as Keely for Halloween this year. I saw. You saw. And I will say it was pretty funny. Okay. Perfect example of attract and repel. (laughs) I went to a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. I was full on like, to anyone who had seen Ted Lasso, you would know who I was, especially mm-hmm. because I did the whole accent in it. And I'll say everybody was effing fit. And I was like really talking about how Rebecca is like the best thing since last bread. And just keep going with the rest of that. Right. Just do the entire <laughs> interview as Keely. The whole thing. <laughs> and attract and repel. I am an introvert at heart. I have a hard time sometimes with big groups of people. And let me tell you, having a really specific character to walk into a Halloween party with, I found immediately like the six Ted Lasso fans that were there. And we had a great freaking time and everybody else who was like sexy nurses or whatever, like went on their merry way. And I repelled them and I was so much happier. So like, attract and repel has lots of different applications (laughs) oh my gosh it does and you totally I'm super introverted and people like don't believe me just like I'm sure people don't believe you they never believe I normally avoid Halloween parties and now I feel like I shouldn't because I can totally just like find my people with the costume oh my god oh my god it's it's a whole new world for me (laughs) um because connection is key like everything comes back to connection um And I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons that I love this podcast is it's like, I get to force people to have deep emotional conversations with me and connect with me. (laughs) It gives me like an extra excuse to do that. But the thing that I keep learning in having like every single episode I record is that there's this really detrimental misconception that business and mental health or business and personal are these separate things. And even the phrase work life balance, like that's a lie. Work is part (laughs) of your life. Life is part of your work. Mm -hmm. So the more you embrace that and the more you find ways to bring your personality, bring your likes and dislikes, bring different ways that people can connect with you into your work and into your business, A, the more successful you're going to be, you're going to make more money, but B, the happier you're going to be because you're not stuck like pretending to be somebody you're not. Exactly. And it's also just like more fun. Like you get to have more fun at work, which you you should, if you're not having fun at work, please find a different work. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about how copywriting is kind of, to me, I think copywriting is the gateway drug to this. Like if you can figure out how to talk about yourself and take that pressure off of yourself, then so much of the work is done for you. Right. It is. But you, and I think what you said is key because you have to talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't talk about yourself, people are going to be, I mean, I don't want to go see someone that I don't know. I don't want to work with a copywriter that I don't like feel that kind of connection with. So you have to, I think that's the first thing is the, what is it? The first step is accepting that you have to talk about yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Should we create a 12 step program? 
We for, should. I'm sure we could do this. We could totally knock it out in like 10 minutes, right? <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, oh, so man. I mean, you have to talk about yourself and figuring out what to say can be intimidating. So a lot of the time that I'm working with clients, I actually made some notes about like what you could ask. Yeah, um, please share. Gosh. Start with food. Like start with these like super low hanging fruit and just say like, okay, what food do I have to have in my life? Or what food do I love that other people hate? Prime example, mayonnaise. Oh, such a people have food. very deep feelings about mayonnaise. Right? I mean, we were just watching, um, what's the show we're watching right now? Fast Foodies. It's on HBO in case anybody else wants to watch that. Oh my gosh. See, I will match make anything. People, you really will. Shows, I love just this. Not touching relationships. <laughs> um, so on Fast Foodies, there are two people who, there's one person who, there's three chefs. I should explain the show. There's three chefs. And they have a celebrity person that comes in every episode and they have to make a copycat round of whatever this fast food item is, whether it's KFC, whether it's like a Chick-fil-A biscuit, whether it's like a fish sandwich from what's it called? McDonald's. (laughs) So they have to do the copycat round and then they can take that food item and use it as inspiration for like an elevated, you know, Mm. item, dinner item that you would actually find on a menu. Super fun show. But my point is one of the chefs hates mayo. One of them loves mayo. So you know, it's fascinating. Do you dream about people coming to your website and telling you, I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter, but honestly, that could cost you thousands and it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. Copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish, and finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about copy class, see what's inside, and hear from past students, head to kelseyformost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyformost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. Low hanging fruit. That's so true. I bet everybody listening to this also food is very sensory. So it immediately evokes an emotional reaction in us because we can imagine ourselves eating or not eating that thing. That is a really good copywriter hack, by the way, if you can 
give some sort of example that is sensory, then like you're golden. That's an immediate connection with somebody. Mood is a great example of that. Music again, movies. Um, uh, What else would be like sensory? Uh, Pet peeves. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pet peeves. I sure do. Yeah. Uh, What's your like number one? My number one is very sensory. It is when people <laughs> are in the movie theater and they like <laughs> rustle the popcorn with their fingers, like just pick up the popcorn and eat it. Like don't, you don't need to like put your finger germs all <laughs> over all the popcorn and mix it around in there. Like no. just pick up the popcorn. There's no, re- especially if they put it in the like, oh God, if they put it in the, um, the cardboard box, you know, mm-hmm. like when people split popcorn and they'll put some in yeah. the cardboard box, like the shallow card, and then they like rustle it around with their fingers. And it's like <laughs> ASMR for you guys. Ugh, it like drives me absolutely up the wall. Yeah. I might, for me, I hate when I can hear people eating. Yep. I don't like it. Especially like if it's it. on the phone. I'm just gonna be like, okay, bye. <laughs> right. Like, please. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Put yourself no, on you. mute. Have some decency. That's hilarious. So, so yeah, start with food. Start with food. I love that. How mm-hmm. would people use that information? Give us an example of like, okay, I have an, a, a strong opinion about iced versus hot coffee. What do I do with that as a chiropractor? As a chiropractor? I mean, if you're on social media, put it in a caption, put it in a story, have people vote on it. Mm. I mean, you know, you could do that. You could take that in a million different ways. You could put that somewhere in your about page. You could have that literally anywhere and people are going to see that and they're going to go, oh my gosh, I love iced coffee too. Or, oh my gosh, I hate iced coffee. Like who would do that? (laughs) I, um, this is a good example. I actually have a little, um, section on my about page. That's just fun Mm -hmm. facts that have absolutely nothing to do with copywriting. And one of them is that French fries are my love language. Fun fact. I also (gasps) put that in my Bumble, uh, profile. (laughs) Sure did. Did you have success with it? I did have success with it. And funny enough, the guy that I matched with, um, said, send nudes N O O D S not N U D E S nudes. And I was like, okay, first of all, wordplay and food I'm in, I like uh, you. <laughs> yes, yes. Worked out. So again, with the matchmaking, uh, through line, man, I know so matchmaking and connection, just mm-hmm. all one happy little rubber band ball. Sure is. <laughs> so. I am anticipating that there are going mm-hmm. to be some very fancy buttoned up people who are like, but I'm a professional and oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to talk about French fries on my medical website. Um, yes. So give us some examples you've seen for your particular clientele of, like you said, social media, sure. Some mm-hmm. places where people might be able to like dip their toe in the water with showing their personality and getting a little bit more comfortable definitely social media, <laughs> like mm-hmm. for sure. I have a nurse right now that I'm working with. She's on TikTok. She's got, um, hers wasn't food. She has haunted stories. She has like all, I know she's fascinating. To, like, I mean, also sidebar, who gets to like watch TikTok and call that part of their job? Other Very lucky people. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, my boyfriend's like, what are you doing? I'm like scrolling TikTok and getting paid for it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, you could share about it in an Instagram reel. You could share about it in a caption. Um, you could share about it in a story. You could go live and have something related to that. Again, about page is a huge thing. Um, I would even, and I would love your thoughts, maybe even in an opt-in, you could have it somewhere totally. in the lead magnet where you introduce yourself. Oh, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a perfect way of doing that. Um, yeah. And Email if you don't know what we mean by an opt-in, it means like the freebie that you use to attract people to your email list. So that could be like a quiz or a, um, a PDF that gives you instructions for a quick win. It could be a little video. There are lots of different ways to, to get people to opt in to your email list. That's a great place to introduce yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then following up with that, the email sequence too, you can drop little nuggets all throughout those emails. Completely. Absolutely. That's a perfect place to do that Mm -hmm. with a welcome sequence. Now we're, now we're going to get a little copywriter nerdy guys, because we can, and I'm very excited. I am always curious to hear from other copywriters. Where do you see your clients having the most, like the biggest difference after hiring you? Would you say it's the emails? I think the emails for sure. I think so too. Um, For sure. And they're so it's helpful if people already have an email sequence established and then you get to go in and like totally revamp it. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, clearly this is what was happening before. Yeah. You can see like (laughs) that A, B, like this is before and this is after totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to see my current client and like what happens with the before and after. So I'm like taking screenshots of everything for all the metrics. (laughs) Totally. That's so smart. I, that's such a gratifying part of our job is getting to actually see the growth um, in the numbers, like in the subscriber numbers and the open mm-hmm. rates and the click-through rates, we're really getting nerdy now, guys, sorry, stay <laughs> with us, but it's true. Like these are, these are things. Sometimes I feel like if you're not a copywriter, it can be hard to compute how talking about iced versus hot coffee can triple your conversion rate. Like to yeah. get from that, to, to get from a to B sometimes unless you've seen it happen so many times, like we have, Mm -hmm. it's hard to believe that that's the thing that makes the difference. Yeah. I mean, even, um, so my boyfriend is a, he's a nonfiction book editor and coach author coach as well. And he's like, but I want to just say all of these, like very, you know, logical points in my emails. And I'm like, there's a place for that. I mean, you could totally do that, but like sprinkle in some of you because people are showing up for you. They're not so much showing up for, yes, you have a solution. Yes. You can help them with their problem, but so can 50 other people. They're going to pick you based on you and who you are. So you have to give them something. That really makes me think of something you said at the beginning of this call, which is people hiding behind their credentials or hiding behind their resumes. Like Mm -hmm. how many people graduate from medical school every year, but you're going to choose your doctor because you trust your doctor. (laughs) Right. Or like you're going to choose your editor because you trust your editor. Um, something that just came to me is people, when they're looking for a service provider, they're actually in a pretty vulnerable place, no matter what the service is, they're coming to you because they feel like they don't have enough power or knowledge in their own lives 
to do it themselves and they need your help. Yeah. So what better way to make someone feel more comfortable than to show that you're a real person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Cause again, if they, my boyfriend has a PhD, people could see that and they could be like, can't, and you just thumb their nose at it. Or he could say, Hey, look, I got all of this education. I can take it and help you. Right. And you don't have to have a PhD. And to right. someone kind of like levels the playing field. And yes, this person has the expertise, but they're not going about it in a, you know, snooty way. They're going about it in a way that's like, I'm here to help you. I'm here to facilitate whatever, to support you too. And that, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. And like, I could feel that as I was saying it, and I'm sure people can feel that as they're listening to it. Totally. And if, if you're coming, you're like, you said, you're totally in a vulnerable spot. And if you're coming into this and you feel like someone's going to make you feel bad, you're probably not going to choose them. If you feel like someone is showing up and they're just a normal person who wants to help you and has a little bit of a skill set that you may not have fully developed, you're going to trust them more. You're going to be like, oh, cool. They're not going to make me feel bad. I'm going to go with this person. And that can make a world of difference. Absolutely. Oh, I love how you just phrased that, Brittany. It makes me think too that, and I'm sure you probably, it seems like you and I have had a very similar experience. Sometimes being a copywriter or helping people with their copy can feel like being a therapist because, (laughs) (laughs) because oftentimes and if you're listening to this and feeling like vulnerable or freaked out by the idea of showing up like that, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You have to do a little bit of inner work to fully mm-hmm. understand why you chose the profession that you chose, what you're actually like the why behind it, what lights you up about the thing you're doing, not just the work, but like your emotional state. Like (laughs) there's so much you have to be clear on before you can communicate it. So, yeah. So food is a low hanging fruit. So we got that. What are some slightly deeper questions people might be able to ask themselves? I mean, you kind of hit on one of them, which is why did you get into this? What's your why? What is your why? And there's, um, I worked pretty closely earlier this year with Brittany McBean and she has her daughter. So I really hope her name is Nora because that's the name that's in my head. So we're just going to go with Nora. <laughs> she just has this game where she'll just say, why, 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 why? Cause she's a little kid. Mm-hmm. So she was like, Brittany to me, that Brittany, this Brittany was like, ask the seven layers of why. So it's like, why answer, why answer. And you're going to get really deep. So yeah. even just sitting with that and really diving into that is huge. Also thinking about, you know, along with your why, what is your person experiencing? What is that client or customer or whatever it may be, whoever it may be, mm-hmm. what are they experiencing? Really sit there and put yourself in their shoes. And you may have to go into a dark corner of a room, close your eyes, sit down and just journal. Totally. But, you know, take some time and do that because it's going to make a huge impact on that person when they come and read your copy, when they interact with you, when they visit your office, whatever it might be. Yeah, it really will touch everything. Mm-hmm. Um So earlier this month, uh, it was my birthday and I did a Mm -hmm. solo birthday episode. And in there I shared 11 lessons and 11 wins from the year. And 
It was a really amazing exercise. Um, <laughs> but one, the very first thing that I shared was I reworked my own why your why you may think, you know, what your why is <laughs> even as a pro copywriter. <laughs> and unless you revisit it every so often and really get deep and honest with yourself about it. And I love how you phrased it. The seven layers of why mm -hmm. you might only be sharing like level four and yeah. you may not know, you might not know that you're only sharing level four. You might think you're at level seven, but really you're at level four. <laughs> um, I highly encourage revisiting that every six months or so because yeah. it changes, it evolves. Um, mm -hmm. And like, it also evolves based on what the results that you've been able to see in your own business yeah, and the people you've been able to help. Like it changes a little bit every time. Totally. It and, deepens I mean, a little bit every time. Yeah. And there are different, I mean, life happens in between when those check-ins of why like big life things happen. Like I actually, um, this hit me harder than I think just about any other loss, but I actually had a client who passed away this year. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to client. hear that. Oh, wow. It was, and you know, my heart just breaks for the family and, you know, this person who was a huge part of my life yeah. isn't there in the physical form anymore. And it's just, it's wild. I mean, you get so close to these people and they do really become a part of your life. And of course, if I had asked myself that question, you know, if I had done the seven layers of why last year, yeah. that wasn't happening. A whole lot of other things were happening. <laughs> That yeah. didn't happen. So, I mean, it's you. so much life happens in between those six months of doing that, that deep dive into the why. Oh my gosh. What a poignant story and point. And that's so, so true. Um, gosh, our clients, the people we work with, um, <laughs> and again, it's like being a therapist, but like <laughs> letting people in, like, yeah. That relationship of, of service provider to client, when you really are helping somebody, it is next level connection. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that initial connection might be something as small as iced versus hot coffee, but <laughs> in the end, like this is a real human that you could be getting to know over a period of years, or you might be helping completely change the trajectory of somebody's life. Even if it's just a one-off project, like, yeah, that is a gift and something that, um, absolutely changes both people. It changes the service provider and the person receiving the service. Yeah, absolutely. And not even that it goes even beyond that. I care about your clients just as much as you do your clients mm. and your patients. And that may, I can say that. And that may come across as like, yeah, sure you do. But like, I genuinely care about these people. Right. And I only want to work on projects where I feel good about the thing that's going out there. And I only feel good about these people that I'm working with because you're impacting lives. And if you're going to be out there being all sketchy and salesy and no, thank you. You can yeah. go find someone else. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. I know. I think that there's such a misconception with, um, maybe not so much anymore, but when I first got into copywriting, maybe three years ago, it was a much more male dominated industry and it was much more sales driven. Um, and a lot of like ROI and KPIs and conversion <laughs> rates and bleh. Versus like what you just said, which is a much more holistic look at 
you are then it's a ripple effect. Like you're working with somebody and then they are going out into the world and helping other people. And then those people are doing other jobs and going home to their families. And it's this huge ripple effect. Um, And it all comes back to first knowing yourself and second communicating effectively. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And if, if you don't do either one of those, well, you're going to have some missed opportunities. You're going to have some people coming in that you don't want coming. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Which ties back into what we were saying earlier of like being afraid to alienate people. And I think the flip side of that is having an abundance mindset. Like Mm -hmm. the more I know myself, the more Mm -hmm. I own my personality and how I want to move through the world, the more I lean into my why, the more abundant my business will be. Sure. And I mean, I think, I think there's probably going to be some people that are going to sit here and go, why is this copywriter talking to this other copywriter? Like, like, (laughs) that's true. I'm sure that that's true. But I'm like the crazy person that's like, oh my gosh, she's a copywriter. I want to go talk to her. Oh my goodness. This person is a massage therapist. I want to go talk to them. But it's not crazy at all. I mean, look at, look at what, you know, I've helped your career. You've helped my career. Like we've been able to be a soundboard for each other. I'm Mm -hmm. super excited to have you here on this podcast because your zone of genius is different than my zone of genius. Mm -hmm. Um, competent. I, that's such a, Oh God, I could go into this because like, (laughs) Oh, go. Okay. Scoot your soapbox underneath you. Thank you. Okay. So (laughs) full disclosure, magic makers. I have this like trigger with female competition because I grew up doing musical theater and it was literally like, you're competing with people who look exactly like you, who sound like you, um, for the exact same finite role and girls got so freaking mean. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see it like that attitude in the online business world way more often than I'd like of, um, competing, like thinking that, oh, I can't, I can't talk to, you know, Jess Jordana, or I can't talk to Ashlyn Carter, or I can't talk to Tarzan K, or I can't talk to Brittany Herzberg because there are also brunette copywriters (laughs) who are women who identify as women. And so therefore we can never be friends (laughs) like (laughs) ever. (laughs) And that's so detrimental to us as individuals, but also to the people that we serve, because mm-hmm. actually I love reading other people's freebies. I love shouting out like, Hey, if you're a healthcare professional, definitely go to Brittany. If you mm-hmm. are in need of, um, you know, a certain type of, if you're a photographer, then definitely yeah. check out Ashlyn. Like there mm-hmm. are, that's a way of serving, right? Like, yeah. And it's a way of learning. Like I can only get better if I continue to learn. It makes Mm -hmm. us better when we have competition. It only can push you to be better instead of a lot of, okay. So there's two people who, two types of people who respond to these two different ways of responding to that. It's either, oh crap, there's competition. Let me shrink away Mm -hmm. and like, just try to do something else and not touch that and not go within five yards of that. Or there's people who are like, okay, there's competition. Cool. I can learn from it. I can get better. I could even befriend that person because they're not going to be me. Right. Like that, that is your superpower. That is your, that is your magic is being you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Your magic is being you. I, um, have been doing 
morning meditations with the calm app for the last year. And there was one, and this came up in my birthday episode two of this podcast, but there was this one morning meditation that really has been sticking with me recently, which was, um, like a lot of times we think we have to create this perfect version of ourselves. Like we have to, we have to curate our life and everything has to be perfect. And like, there can't be any noise and there can't be any, um, you know, like the kids can't be trying to get you and the dog needs to be taken out. And you have already had to have peed. Like there are so many different, like in order to have like a perfect meditation experience. Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is at any given point, all you're doing is like just returning to the state that you already are like peace already exists and you're just returning to it. You can't force or make peace. And it's the same thing in this context of like, you can't force or make or curate yourself. Like, of course, personal branding is its own thing, but like at the end of the day, you're really coming back. You're just coming back to what already is being who you already are is the magic. No, it totally is. We, we forget that we go to high school and we want to blend. We go to work as an adult and we want to blend and we, you know, we get the degrees and we're just like, I'm a thing. I'm this thing because I have this, this piece of paper that says I'm a thing. And we get so far removed from who we are. And then a lot of my clients are actually like, well, I don't, I don't know what you mean by my personality or by who I am. Like, what do I even do? Wow. What do you like? What do you like doing? Where do you like spending your time? Do you like reading? Do you like watching anything? Do you like listening to podcasts? Who do you like hanging out with? And then again, back to like, what do you like sharing about? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just if you can tap into those things, even if it's something like the coffee example, a sports team you like, there's going to be a story wrapped up in that. Oh, my pop yeah. used to watch this when I was five and I would just sit down with them and watch these. You know, like there's always going to be a thing yeah. that a, a story that ties into why that exists in your life or why that's true or why you feel a certain way about something. And if we can tap back into that, like, gosh, I really just was like, wish that I could talk to kids and get kids to be confident in themselves because we're all just like little children in adult bodies pretending we know what we're doing and we just don't (laughs) that's so true and we think that because we've been sold this idea of like having our shit together right and that that's Mm -hmm. what makes us an adult even the phrase adulting makes me really pissed sometimes (laughs) yes it's like no we're just executing tasks like (laughs) we're just all yes exactly we're just all (laughs) executing tasks and, um, that's such a good point where it can probably feel pretty dang overwhelming mm-hmm. of starting to do that kind of self-exploration. So I would encourage anybody listening to this conversation to start to ask little questions. I actually did this, um, about a year ago, I, <laughs> Uh, whatever, this isn't embarrassing to admit. I was about to say like, this is embarrassing to admit, but whatever, it's not, it's actually genius. (laughs) I bought this deck of cards that was like supposed to be a Christmas gift of, um, is it called table topics? And it is like a a deck of cards, just like a normal deck Mm -hmm. of cards. But instead of, you know, ace of spades, queen of hearts, it has a question on it, like a thought provoking question that's supposed Mm -hmm. to encourage conversation. And some of them were meant for family. Some are meant for friends. Some are meant for romantic relationships. And I actually started to take the table topics and just answer the question myself 
by myself. And sometimes I like, wouldn't have the answer. And I really had to think about it. Maybe that's a good hack for people. Like go on, go on the internet and look up like first date questions. Yes. There's so many of those. Take yourself (laughs) out on a date, like pour a glass of whatever, Mm -hmm. light a candle, go on Mm -hmm. Pinterest, look up first date (laughs) questions, start getting to know yourself. Yeah. Yes. It can be fun. I can. And I think people, I do think that that's a really great way to make it fun and to make it a little more bite-sized because otherwise it's just like, who am I? What am I doing? I don't want to like all these things just like flash before your eyes. So I think that really makes it more manageable. You can, you know, take 10 of them with you. You could just journal once every day and just like slowly over however many days, weeks, months, whatever, get to know (laughs) yourself better and then start to know what you can share with people. Absolutely. Well, Brittany, before I let you go, I love asking this question. Um, and if you have an answer, great. And if you don't, don't worry, but can you (laughs) share, can you think of, or share a time in your career or your life where you really had to like dig deep and ask those questions of yourself and find your own magic? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that's flashing to my mind is like when we were in Vermont recently earlier this year, I'm just like crying on the bed. Cause it wasn't, it didn't feel like the right place. It didn't, everything just felt off for many reasons. Mm. And I'm like, what do I want to do? What am I going to do? Like I'm in this, in my head, this very bad situation. And I'm like, okay, how can I improve it? Mm-hmm. So I thought about like, what would make me happy? And of course I'm in Vermont. So maple syrup just showed up magically in my mind. I'm like, I should go. <laughs> maple syrup and I started finding friends and places and things to do and um that was kind of all tied in with like when I really started owning the copywriting thing too and just how much the thing that stood out was just how much I I love those connection pieces and I love giving that space to other people to figure out oh this is really special about me oh this is what I do oh this is how I help people And then to, like you said, realize that ripple effect of how that just like translates into so many more people's lives. Yeah. I think that was me crying in Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) Man, oh man. I would love to run an actual case study of like how many amazing businesses have resulted as like a crying, crying in Vermont, crying on the bathroom floor, crying in your ex's house, like crying in the car, in the driveway. How many amazing businesses have resulted? Nine out of 10. That's an unofficial <laughs> statistic. Nine out of at 10. least, at least <laughs> nine out of 10. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny and so true and so poignant. I know that's how my business was born, crying on the bathroom mm-hmm. floor. That was in my notes too. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh my Bonding goodness. Moments. So if you are listening to this and you just are coming off of a crying bender, good news. <laughs> <laughs> Good things ahead. (laughs) Things are about to get real stinking magical for you. Oh gosh. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on Find Your Magic with me today. I really appreciate getting to talk copywriting and getting to talk, you know, the mental health side of it. I really appreciate you. No, I love, I love being here. I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) All right, you guys, you can find all of Brittany's information in the show notes below. Give her a follow, support her work. And thank you so much for being here on Find Your Magic. Take care. 
Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.